welcome to the Happy Rant Podcast. I am Ted Cluck, joined as always in studio by my good friends, my partners in radio. Uh, we are passionate about radio, boys. Uh, Barnabas Piper and Ronald J. Martin are the two partners in radio. Uh, I got ahead of myself there. That's why I'm 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 so excited to do radio. I was gonna say it's tough when you're just enthusiastic. It really is, man. I'm like a I'm like a dog on a chain here. You know, get me into the studio, dog on it. Um, if I was gonna speak- if I was gonna come up with five adjectives for you, enthusiasm would be like two out of the five. I think. Oh, absolutely, dude. It's all this business and like leadership book uh, stuff I've been crushing lately. I've been crushing my days. I've been crushing a lot of books. Um, yeah, make, making moves, boys. Uh, but no moves this week, I dare say, have been bigger than our boy getting his new computer. Um, baby, tell us about your <laughs> tell us about your new laptop. Yeah, I mean, we have so many topics on hand. I mean, what we want, what we need to do is start talking about my purchases. Yes. So, yeah. um, we'll do a whole I mean, it's that. just it's just a super exciting, uh, you know, new MacBook, <laughs> new MacBook Air yeah. that is dare say identical to the last two I had, except this one is working. Nice, so, babe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It also sounds better. I don't, I don't know why, but it something about this new laptop just brings out the resonance in your voice more. Yeah, because new always sounds better. New looks better. It sounds better. It feels better. New everything is always better. See, that's now, funny baby, coming from a nostalgic guy. Well, I know, but I mean, when it comes to like things like this, I, I'm kind of a, I'm kind of a new, I'm kind of a new guy. You don't, you don't you don't like you don't go vintage on your laptops. Now are you gonna are you gonna photograph that bad boy? Is it gonna like appear next to a scone and a cup of coffee on a front porch? <laughs> Has that happened yet? I don't know. See, we are talked about this. We no, because we talked about this last week. I'm not like like the tech stuff doesn't fascinate me. I just want it oh, to yeah. work. I don't I don't yeah. really care. Yeah. yeah. So. Now I have a I have a question vis a vis the new laptop. Are you a, are you like a stickers on the laptop guy? Is that absolutely your deal? not? Absolutely. No. Okay. No. I'm a okay. I'm a I'm a stock guy. I like everything to be original condition. Original stock condition. Yeah. yeah, that's my vibe. So. Yeah, yeah. That way, if you throw that bad boy on eBay later, like sermon used, you know. Um, do you, Do you think there would be a market for your old laptop? Um, oh yeah. I like mean, hey, Ronnie Martin, like <laughs> two and a half book manuscripts were written on this bad boy. Yeah, I mean, uh, if people just wanted something that doesn't work and yeah. uh, and be able to get it. <laughs> And to get a bunch of like old like Word documents on my desktop, like I mean, they can actually write me and ask me for those, and they can get them. But if they want that, it's all. Are you trying to throw that out to our listeners right now? They could also just buy your books. There's that option too. Like there is that option too, or a bunch of proposals that never got deals. If they want those, they can have them. I think you. I think you lead the league in book props. Like, how many props do you have on that old laptop? Let's let's set it over under, and me and Pipe will. uh, We'll we'll again wager on it. It's not camp- that many. I would say under under uh, uh, under twelve over seven. Twelve. Wait, that's not very many. <laughs> that's so many. Is that that's a like lot? one a month for a year? No, that's I mean for of- the for the last like four or five years though. That's a lot. I don't I've, know. I've never done a book proposal for a book that I didn't publish. Because you're better than me. I don't know no, what to say. I, it, we it, talked about this a little bit last week. Some of it's just a like, I I don't get to the point of doing the work of a proposal until I'm 100% sure I want to do it and yeah, see, I like ready to cross the out. finish line. That's how I work my ideas out is by kind of generating a prop. So maybe yeah. speaking of props, any uh, any trash on uh, the stuff that we talked about last week, man? Oh, the, the, big, mis- the big news? The yeah. mysterious 
You know, no, the mysterious not, no. stuff, we kept it a little mysterious. No, not yet. That's going to be more of like a June. We'll, we'll get some breaking news on that probably like June, maybe July or something like that. So okay. just hang long tight. Game. Just long hang game. tight. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, playing the long game on that one, baby. What about what about pastoral musics? Same uh, deal. That one, yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm just waiting to hear back on – that's sort of in the ideas kind of stage and phase. Okay. So wait to hear back from Wolves on that one and we'll – yeah, any, boys. Ex- anytime I have any news, especially on a on a day like this when we need, we desperately need news. Believe me, I'll dish it. I'll be dishing a lot of news. Baby, I got news. Yeah, I got news for it. you about a new church communication product called Communion. It's called the Communion app. You can find it at links l i n k s dot communionapp dot com slash happy rent uh, because we are partners. We are business partners with this company for the time being. Uh, here are some of the key features about the communion app. <laughs> Why are you laughing? I'm doing business right now. Boys. Sorry, the, I'm the for, heaters. for the time being is just a very subtle like asking somebody to step up their game. I'm just not sure who. Yeah, you know what, dude? I mean, it's I I just don't want to I don't want to find us in a bad business marriage with the communion app. You know what I mean? I, I want to keep it in that dating stage. I want them to woo us. You know, to, to put I, it I to put it in NBA parlance, they're on sort of a ten day contract. They're on a ten day. Yep, yeah. they're on a ten day. We could renew it. You know, if they uh, if they come off the bench, give us some quality minutes. We could uh, we could renew the ten day. And, uh, but and it's by minutes, by minutes we mean dollars. Yeah, by minutes we mean dollars, especially quality dollars. Communion is the church communications app that we use at my church. Uh, it's designed specifically for local church communication creates a private, safe way for members to stay connected throughout the week without having to bow the knee to the corporate devil of Facebook. I added that. That wasn't in the official marketing. Wow, that's big. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, that's that's kind of a heater. That's a a heat check moment for me, I think. Yeah, that Um, was big. So it's a communication platform that's available via iOS, Android, and the web. Uh, Pastors don't have to wait for their congregants to sign up. Uh, They can just add their members. And their members will be notified of updates via email automatically. Uh, pricing is scalable, boys, based on the size of your church and the hipster quotient of your church. Which um, so, little, little sneaky uh, tip for those of you considering this out there: size of your church is self-reported. So yeah. your church, your church can be as big or small as you want it to be, in order to benefit your pricing. So trust me, I've worked on a platform that was price like this and yeah there was a lot of churches of 3000 that were conveniently 1500 for pricing so uh you know yeah, you can, you can wanna, do that if you want i want to lean in on that with both of you boys do pastors lie about the size of their church like either yes. way when it benefits them yes, yes. so it's sort always. of like like piper when we were when we were athletes and we were football players we were always like 10 to 15 pounds bigger in the program yes like if you're actually 215 you're 230 in the program um, is it is it similar for pastors? Well, it's it's a little bit like Ronnie has been like thirty eight for the last few years. So there's yeah, there's, there's, you're yeah. you're conveniently numbered to you know to whatever suits you. Uh, yeah, yeah still so, young, still full of promise. So when I worked <laughs> <laughs> when I worked at Lifeway, it was uh, it was really funny because we had this platform called Ministry Grid that was you know church training and stuff, and we priced it initially based on church size. But we served the largely Southern Baptist churches. 
Southern Baptist churches are always puffing their numbers. So, you know, oh, they, yeah. they, everybody who's been a member for the last 1,100 years is still a member. Anybody who's <laughs> considered baptism, filled out a visitor card, like driven by the church in their large pickup truck, member. So they're like, we're a 6,000-person church. And then you're like, all right, well, that's going to cost you this many thousand dollars. And they're like, well, our average attendance is 725 so yeah. they, you know, they 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 just back off they, real quick to swing it the other way, and then they're like, "No, recounting kids are just adults." And uh, so, yeah, church churches will conveniently sliding scale their numbers to to save them dollars or to improve the people's impression of them. Dude, that's fascinating. What a what what an interesting deal. Baby, how big is your church? What are what are we looking at on a Sunday morning? Um, when everybody's there and we always include kids, we're between yeah. 250 and three. Okay. And that's on, that's honest to goodness numbers right there. And being that you're a reformed church, uh, like 175 of those are kids probably. Um, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, we're not, that's, we're not that's, young, that's just so three families uh, though. So that's yeah, exactly. Exactly. We're not like a, I mean, we're a small R, you know, with parentheses, reformed church, right? So oh, because yeah, of that, yeah. we don't have quite as many kids as the, you know, we put the capital R and everybody wears a cape when they come in through the front door, yeah. you know, reformed on their chest and on their back, you know, so it's, we don't have quite the, uh, the, the large number of kids that. Dude, that, small R is an important distinction, isn't it? Small yeah. R for big R. Absolutely. It's small R for yeah. big R, right? Absolutely. Yeah. You know? yeah. That's a, that's an important branding thing. You can use that if you want. On Small R for big R. Can I take Small that? Do I, I owe take money for that? Yeah, baby. Listen, you have fun with it. Okay, it's have fun with it. My new, it's the name of my new graphic novel. Actually, bounce it around a little R bit. Your your new Yoda graphic novel, dude. Yeah. You need to do. All right, dude. I, I want a piece of the action on this idea, okay? Because I'm not throwing these out for free all day long, you guys. I you need to do a, a Yoda a Yoda graphic novel, okay? So. Compile all your Yoda tweets, pitch it to Wolgs. Wolgs, if you're listening, this this idea is golden. Uh, I want half. I want half the take on this thing. But like pictures of Yoda, you may have to like communicate with George Lucas on that. I don't know what the rights are like, but uh, George are tight. He's not going to mind at all. Pictures of Yoda with little like voice bubbles saying the tweets. You know what I mean? Would yeah. that not be golden? Would that not be like a gift book for every pastor? I mean, that will sell tens of copies for sure. Okay, so Maybe. there's there's a book called uh, well, there's a there's a marketing guy named Lee Clow. He came up with like Apple's marketing campaigns back in the day when they were launching and stuff. And wow. then somebody started like an intern that worked under him started a Twitter account called Lee Clow's Beard. And it's just all <laughs> marketing quotes from him. And so it's all just straight up marketing Yoda stuff, which was then yeah. turned into a book. And it's it's one of these like pseudo coffee table books. Like you might see it in a corporate executive's office in the little meeting table in the corner of the office. And so it's it's all graphically designed and photos and different things, but it's it's all tweets. It's nice. and and so wow. that's kind of what I'm picturing, but with a with a strong like uh, rural Instagram theme as opposed to like corporate office theme, like lots of, <laughs> well, lots baby. of wooded lanes and, and warm cups of coffee and baked goods in the background. I don't have to tell you this, but the work has already been done on this thing. You've already been doing the hard tweeting work. So it's, it's almost like co-authoring with yourself. It's just compiling is what yeah. you're saying. It's just compiling. Dude, yeah. let me, let me, Lee, let me uh, read one of these Lee, Lee cloud tweets and see how close it sounds to big Gar's Yoda work. I think you're going to find some overlap here. Um, here we go. Lee Klaus Beard. 
February 15th, 2011. Imagine what could be, discern what should be, then help make it be. That's wow. deep, dude. Yeah, that is yeah, deep. That's deep. Yeah, that's big. I don't even know if, if I If Ronnie tweeted that, his church would be like 600 people in seven minutes. I just, you, you've missed Like a boat. real 600. A just retweeted tweeted it. Yeah. <laughs> well, 600 not counting kids because that would attract people who are never going to have kids. It's so weird. Okay, can we just lean into that for one second? I've yeah, always let's do it. like it the the weird not counting kids as if they're not people has always astounded me. Like the whole thing like oh, was that with kids or without kids? Like of course it's with kids. Like they're like they're part of this gig. <laughs> like what do you mean with or without? Yeah, but they don't do anything, dude. They don't bring anything to the table. You mean they don't contribute tithes? I mean they technically Exactly. Do, Well, it's just, I don't know that, that whole mentality was, it's murky. Really what what they should do is count people who cost the church money, (laughs) not just not giving units. You're like, you know what? You've eaten more than your fair share of graham crackers. You count one and a half times. Yeah. So if that's the case, uh, we got a mega church going. I mean, that's, that's you got a little hipster, you got a hipster like shiplap nursery going on there at the, at the facility. Yeah, of course. Yeah. we got a few of them. Yeah. You know, what is it? What does a hipster church nursery look like? I've only got like experience with like normal church nurseries where there's like the, yeah, I don't know, like the tacky uh, mural painted on the wall and stuff. What is it? What is a hipster nursery? Look it like? looks like the kids section at Ikea. Oh, okay. Like small land. Like yeah. little, little tiny uh, Nordic. <laughs> like, like Nordic, like, Nordic yeah. toys and rugs. Nordic, and, like, Norwe- like, like clean, yeah, chairs. clean sweeping lines yeah. all over the place. Yeah, yeah exactly. Little kids in like bow ties and suspenders and I mean, about, I don't know about that, you know, but uh, yeah, they I mean, talking about like the obscure coloring books that they're into. It's dress optional, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. G- gluten free goldfish crackers, gluten free goldfish, craft apple juice. Yeah, you know. craft apple juice, a multicolor. Well, they they actually have a they have, they have a hand cider press in there to, to get gotta, the kids. You got to work in a cider press. I love yeah, it. Yeah, we have a hand cider and sanitizer press now in the kids. <laughs> The kids uh, section, yeah, that's great. Well, the it's perfect the the sanitizer is actually distilled corn alcohol that somebody made <laughs> in their shed because Purell is you know that's big pharma. We don't like them. Yeah, you know, and they're actually right up the road. You know, you realize like Purell is like twenty minutes away from us. The factory, wow, dude, yeah, Purell. Yeah, we're in like Purell land. Oh, that you would know, be fantastic. Listen, Purell, if you're listening. Uh, let's do business. Oh, you know they are. Is that even a I question? Are, even a question? I mean, with their proximity to you, I mean, they're for sure listening. Um, all right. So next week we're going to have Purell on as a sponsor. Yeah, that's going to happen for sure. But Boys, do we have, uh, here's my question, man. Do yeah. we have, like, if we had to come up with something deep to talk about just right now, like what, okay. what would be the first thing that comes to your mind, big T? Baby, are you feeling a little like you want to go deep today? Like with the time that we have remaining, which is not. I a lot feel for- like you know. I feel like we've we've had some eps in, in recent weeks where we've kept it light and, and fluffy, and I think that's good. But I, I would say let's uh, let's let's take a dive. All right, I've got Hashtag one. I've got one for always you. Always produced. All right, pipe's got one. This is a this is a a real genuine like all of us are going to be figuring this out thing. So uh, okay. our church has made the decision to reopen for services Uh-oh. in a limited capacity. In a couple of weeks, although at the time this releases, it'll be in a few days. Um, yeah. So arguing and debate begin. Pike. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so you know the questions of like, will you be requiring masks? 
Why are we even reopening since we can still meet online? Um, how are you going to make it safe for vulnerable people? Like all of those things, which uh, really put the church leadership in a position where you're, you're just going to give people answers that they don't like sometimes because people yeah. asking those questions, very few people asking those questions are looking for, they're, they're not coming to it open-minded with the sense of, um, yeah, they're totally, looking for what they want to hear. Yeah, I'm not totally sure how to think about this. Help me think about it. They're coming with it thinking you should do this or you shouldn't do this. So yeah, you're going to make very few people happy. Right. With any decision you make. Right. So there, there is the deeper topic is navigating like how do people come to church in a way that they're not the angry ones? Like, okay, what need, what adjustment needs to happen there? And then on the church leader side, what are good ways to handle this so that, you know, you, you're not trying to appease people. You're trying to like lead them out of their, their sort of, uh, staunch misconceptions or staunchly held their convictions. selfishness. Yes. Are we allowed to say selfishness. Yeah. I, yeah. Uh, some of them are very selfish. Interesting. Ronald man of the cloth. Yeah. I mean, we're obviously having these, uh, this discussion right now, you know, in terms of, okay, what's, you know, when is going to be a good time for us to, to gather again? We didn't want to be, you know, we definitely didn't want to be the first out of the gate and we're not, We'd rather be, you know, kind of later in it so that we can learn from the other churches that we're kind of early reopening adopters, you know, mm-hmm. kind of learn from, you know, whatever like methods they're they're putting into place, mistakes they've made. I'd like to just kind of learn from that a little bit. And then I think the way that we the way that we continue to, uh, you know, communicate to our people about it is just we're going to do everything we can in a way that show that shows as much love to, towards the vulnerable and towards the people that are that are still very like filled with anxiety and um, fear about gathering, but they but they want to gather. So let's lean into what that looks like. And we might have to like sacrifice, um, you know, if we're not people that find ourselves in that particular position. But those are the people that we want to lean into to care for, to alleviate their anxiety and fears. And we'll just do everything we can to be safe and do it in a way that's responsible do it in a way that shows love for neighbor. Um, but we're going to be slow. We're going to be cautious rather than quick. And so let's just, so let's just, let's approach it. Like let's approach it with that kind of a heart rather than sort of like breaking it down into something that becomes very either objective or subjective. So like, are we care? Are we caring for people? Are we big hearted about the way that we're doing this? Um, instead of just kind of getting it down to all like the, the details of, of the how, you know, cause we'll figure that out. Right. So I don't know. Piper, what did he just say? <laughs> uh, he said, that's unassailable. I know that, but I don't know what the age he just said. I'd <laughs> <laughs> uh, put others, put, put others, uh, best interest before your own and be humble and nobody love really... the Lord, your God with all your heart and love your neighbors yourself. Yeah. That's and what I meant and, and nobody Sorry, yeah. really knows what we're doing, including the people no. who are certain they know what they're doing. So, uh, so yeah, be gracious. All right, Ronnie, follow up question for you. Um, how will you handle this knowing that this whole virus thing is, you know, so politically polarized that whatever you make, whatever move you make as a church will be attached to like the right wing evangelical as it's perceived from the outside. So you decide to reopen. This is like 
crazy evangelicals denying that the virus is real and whatever else. Like, how does that play into your thinking? Well, I just always call that out. So like instead of instead of like not talking about that aspect of it, I just talk about that aspect of it. And I just say, hey, we're not going to be the church that goes that, that makes this a political thing or talks about it from the standpoint of it being political. And we know that you guys out there have a position and an opinion of it that will cause you to lean into one of those, you know, one of those views. But we're like, that's not where we're going with this. So, again, make sure that you're checking your heart and all of this so that whatever political view you take doesn't doesn't negate you loving your neighbor and being kind and actually maybe sacrificing your political opinion uh, for the sake of somebody else's, you know, fear and anxiety. So, like, we're just not going to do that. I just refuse to do that. So I don't know. What? Actually, I, I like that answer because I. You know, somebody raised that question to me about how we're going to handle it. And my initial response internally was to kind of feel like, ah, that's terrible and kind of made me panic. And then I was like, oh, wait, that's nonsense. Like, you don't you don't have to accept the premise. You can just be like, actually, that's false. (laughs) There's there's nothing about that that pertains to what we're actually doing. Uh, And, you know, you can't help people's perceptions, but you you, can't No, for sure. But you can but you can out and out deny a premise that's nonsense and just be like, no, that's. You know, we're not attached to any political party. There's not actually anything political going on in the reopening of a church. It's uh, right. It's it's based on an entire different set of of convictions. I just feel like if you don't right, if you don't even give it, if you if you don't even like give it like room to be like discussed and sort of hashed out and room for it to even like you know ruminate, you know, just like immediately just kind of take it and go there it is. We're throwing that out directionally. That's not where we're going. And um, we just kind of move on with what we know to be true about what it is that we're doing, which is, man, we just want to gather in a safe way, in a responsible way. And we want to love each other in the way that we're doing it. Let's just do our best. I I mean, what else can we do? You know, let those other churches, you know, hash out their, uh, their, you know, their political proclivities through it. But we're just not going to do it. But Well, and it's going to get easier every week. Right. I mean, if, if I can get my car and like, if I can drive to TJ Maxx and get a new shirt, you know, with a whole bunch of dirtbag strangers breathing on me, then I'm going to feel more comfortable going to church. You know what I mean? So like, it's, it's, it's going to get easier as churches aren't the only ones obviously making this decision. Yeah. And I think that's absolutely true because again, as things get back to quote unquote, like normal in terms of our everyday reconnecting mm-hmm. with people. I mean, church, you know, uh, that'll just be something that we f- will find kind of a new routine and a new normal. The first couple of weeks might be awkward, but it's like anything else. Every, everybody will like acclimate to it. And I think, but again, if there, but if everybody's coming into it sort of with this preconceived, you know, you know, notion of what it should be or what it shouldn't be. And then you, you kind of have some anger and discontentment that goes along into that. That's what I think we have to speak into constantly and just say, yeah, we're just not going to, that's just unacceptable because that's not how the church is. You know, that's not what Christ is, you know, uh, you know, told us how, how to be and what it is that we're becoming in that. So I don't Boys, know. I mean, it's, you know, what's idealized, but yeah. I, I got a heat check question for both of you. <laughs> what's the, uh, what's the dim Republican breakdown in your churches? Oh, Judas. If you had to, yeah, if you had to just like, Throw some percentages out there because ultimately like that will be the driver for how people respond. Um, yeah, we'd be, we'd be 80, 20, 80 Repub, 20 Dem. Sure, sure, sure. 
I'd say yeah. we're we're probably closer to fifty fifty. Um, maybe sixty forty Republican, just because. But I should say sixty forty leans conservative. I think there are, you know, the the part people have sort of disengaged from the parties to some degree. But it's a it's a much more even split. Like we sent out a church survey to kind of gauge people's, you know, how they how they intend to plug back in as we reopen. And it was about a 50-50 split in terms of people who were like, yes, let's do this thing. And others who were like, wait, that seems really potentially risky. So, okay. um, and, and both, no, very few were making any sort of like acerbic comments about anything, but just, you can kind of, you can kind of get a sense based on that. And then based on, you know, people's social justice interactions and things. But yeah, I'd say 60-40 conservative. But are your um, pipe? Here's my question, man. Are you like our? We would have like conservative leaning, quote unquote, Democrats, like in our Congress. You know what I mean? So it's like when I say Democrat, I almost have to qualify that because they would be more on the, you know, the conservative end of that as well. You know, so it's not it's not yeah. the way that we would really think of those definitions. And yeah, when yeah. I when I think of it, I think much more in terms of, you know your classic understandings of like big government, small government states rights versus federal yeah. government. Um, it, those kinds of things. And then social justice being another big one, which has become a dividing line where generally speaking, the Republicans are a little bit more anti social justice, social program and Democrats are a little bit more in favor. But yeah, we don't, there's not a lot of out and out progressive, um, people politically or theologically just because that's you know theologically there's just not a lot of that just wouldn't vibe with with what the church believes and it just it it's rare to find a very progressive political person who is very conservative theologically so i i don't know why that is but it's that's as true as it is to tie like the southern baptist convention to the republican party you know there's the, it seems like both sides theologically and politically are tied together and somewhat polarized yeah, for sure. What about your church, Ted? Uh, we're just going back, man. Yeah, I don't know. West Tennessee's different, dude. It's a different animal. Um, <laughs> don't actually have the know. internet except for you guys are already back, app. though, right? You were doing outside. You you guys. Yeah, were we're doing, doing outside church, church man. We're yeah. doing outside like condensed church. It's nice. I think everybody's liking it. I don't know if if there are complaints. I'm not hearing them. Um, and it, you know, everybody out here is. I don't want to speak for everybody because we have our downtown kind of midtown hipster crowd too. But mo- most people out here are like, yeah, let's get everybody back to work. Um, so it's a little bit less polarizing. I think even so our, our guys were, you know, our, our guys were early to close back when, mm-hmm. back when this thing was a lot more scary and it was a lot less certain uh, what, what would happen, you know? Um, but yeah, we're back, dude. I'm really happy. Uh, I'm really excited to be back. Um, hopefully we'll be back in the building soon, but, uh, but yeah, if there's been big pushback, I'm not, I'm not aware of it. Yeah. And I don't think we're going to have that either T. I think, I think we're a little more, I think it's a little more wired, like where you guys are at. I, again, yeah. if people have issues, they, they keep everything so close to the vest yeah. that, that it's not like they're going to, they're not going to show up one day, like with signs, you know, yeah. like they're yeah, picketing, yeah, yeah. you know, the yeah. service or something. So it's going to be more of like a, I, I think they would show some people might show their disapproval by just saying, hey, I'm just not I'm either not comfortable with coming quite yet, 
Yeah. Um, I'm, I'll hang back and do the live stream for a little while. And so, I'm, I mean, we're guessing there's going to be some of that as, as well, you know, but I think yeah. everybody's going to play ball. Yeah, we, we, yeah. Decide to do, we did know. our best and, and we'll, you know, as we've tried to communicate to, to make clear that we're not like coming back is not real worship while staying home is subpar exactly. in, in this yeah. in this sort of weird, divided, uncertain kind of phase to be like, yeah, if you decide it's best to stay home because of caution or whatever, like that's good. That's a, if, if you're, if that's where your conscience is, that's a good decision. It's interesting for, for our church because we're, we're smack in the middle of Nashville for the church, but we draw from all around and Nashville itself has been much more, uh, cautious, you know, so a little bit Mm -hmm. more like politically liberal, which means more cautious in terms of closings and the surrounding counties tend to be much more conservative politically, which means much less cautious in terms of closings. So there's there's even a divide that way where the the closer people are to church living wise the more they kind of reflect uh what the Nashville mayor has recommended <clears throat> and the further out they are the more they're like we've been open for a while and we're ready to go and so mm-hmm. even that creates a little bit of friction because because the Nashville mayor would prefer to have no churches meeting in the city for a little while but he can't he's not closing us down he's like follow the go- the governor's recommendation but uh, so there's, you know, it's just an interesting, weird tension that I don't think it doesn't need to be a conflict, but it certainly could turn into one. Dude, even the rich people in Nashville, a lot of a lot of liberals. Do you see that? Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm just I, trying to understand the city. It's a weird city. Well, first of all, Nashville itself has a ton of imports, a ton of people from yeah. Chicago, New York, Los Angeles, and those, you know, largely very progressive cities. But like right. old school Nashvillians are like the they're they're red politically. Um, you know, mm-hmm. it's it's a red state with with like blue cities. So Memphis is more blue, yeah. Nashville's more blue, Knoxville's more blue, et cetera. But it's uh and then it's an and then it's like an entrepreneurial artistic kind of city as well. And so there just yeah. tends to be more progressive political leanings in that crowd. But the moment you get outside of that area and you just get into like older money and the suburbs, yeah, it's pretty conservative. It's a lot of Trump Pence stickers. It's a you know, it's you know, God and guns and and whatever else. So it's a, it's a weird city. Nashville's weird in that way. Yeah, totally, man. Totally. Uh, I don't know, boys. Was that deep enough for you, Ronald? I feel like it wasn't. I feel like yeah. it was more procedure than depth. You know what yeah, I mean? No. no, I mean it's it was fine, boys. It was good. It's great. I'm sorry. Maybe what's on your heart? What's on your mind, man? <laughs> Seriously, okay. let's get there. Let's get it. All right, I have I have another question for Ronnie that maybe is a little deeper. Um, yeah, I want Ronnie to describe for us people's oh, in, people's inclinations towards reopening the church based on enneagram number. Oh, so like dig into okay. the souls of one through nine and how they will respond. We can we can Dude, help ourselves this out. So this isn't like on you. That's yeah, well, I don't know. That we, I don't know that we have the time. I, so okay. So let me re, let me reverse engineer an Enneagram Nine, who is like the guy that hates confrontation and just wants everybody to get along. I mean, he's gonna be there. I mean, dudes. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're just gonna show up. Whatever you guys supportive. have, he's like us. Ronnie. Whatever you guys decide, whatever I'm you guys there. decide, we're yeah. all in. Tell us what to do. What masks, if his no What if masks. his whole small group is like, no, we're not going. We think this is crazy and risky. 
Well, then that's going to create conflict and he's going to be like, I don't I don't know what to do. I just want everyone to be happy. <laughs> that's classic Enneagram nine right there. Um, Enneagram eight. Um, well, I don't know. You tell me, Pipe, where are you at with that? Well, an Enneagram eight <clears throat> is going to very boldly do the thing that he is certain is right. Whichever one it is. So uh, if he thinks opening is completely foolish, he's going to just blast the church for opening on Facebook, Twitter, whatever. If he (laughs) thinks the church is right for opening, he's going to be the first one in the door, inviting all of his friends, rolling his eyes at those who who are disinclined to come for caution's sake, which means the Enneagram 8 has to be very careful not to, to be the alienating force. Yeah, that's. I think you nailed it. I, you get you nailed it, Pipe. Enneagram Seven is going to be like, you know, this. People, you know, yay! Yes, Sundays mm-hmm. are Sundays are how I socialize. You know, it's 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 the biggest part of my social calendar, so I can't wait. I don't care how we have to do it. Let's just get in there. You're going to have to like pull Dude, me. They're back hitting lunch with hug. friends afterwards. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. They're going to want to hug everybody, so they're going to have a hard time following whatever rules that you put into place. They're just so happy. They're not like against you because you have rules. They're just so stoked to be there. They're just going to be jumping up and down. And like, you're going to have to be like, just literally like pulling them back from like just smothering everybody. It's like, it's like bringing a black lab to a dog park. Just, just, just like wiggling with anticipation at the ability to like jump on and show affection to everybody. They're going to be so pumped. Enneagram five is going to be, we skipped sixes. No, I know those are harder to measure, but like an Enneagram five, is going to be like, I just need you to send me a list of all the pros and cons, the reasons why this is a good idea, right. the reasons why it's a bad idea. Um, I, I, I just have to logically be able to get my head wrapped around this before I can make a decision on whether it's a good idea to gather. Is the Enneagram 5 the one who is emailing you twice a week with like CDC links and Nate Silver's data <laughs> on, on rates of growth of the virus? And Yeah, for sure. Like here's okay. my fourth Gospel Coalition article I read today on why it's a great idea to reopen and why it's not a great idea to reopen. Oh, and, and right? here's the one about like public singing is dangerous. And here's the one about why we have to public sing. And here's the one for kids ministry. Like, so the, the five is the, this is data, data overload. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah, baby, this is going to have implications for that, uh, that cider press you got going in small it, land. It there. really is. Yeah. 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 And then, uh, Enneagram three is, um, maybe what about eight. fours? What about you? I don't know. That one's, we... a little, that one's a little harder to, to work out. I'm working it out. Enneagram three though is like, Hey guys, here's like, here's the method behind it. Here's like 19 things that we need to make sure we've rehearsed practiced, all the sanitizing stations. I can handle that by the way. Cause we got to be the best that. at this. Yeah, yeah, we got to like, be the best have reopening church. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Like, okay. seriously, I already have like nine teams assembled that are going to do like, yeah. you know, that are that are going to like sterilize in between like the nine services that we have to do because we are, we do have to do nine services. We have to do the most services. We have yeah. to do the most services. Yeah. So that's that. Yeah. So that Enneagram three. But they're going to be but those dudes are going to be super helpful. You know what yeah. I mean? Because they're going to be they're going to keep it all in order. Unless they think that the pastor's method is not good. Well, there is that. You know, right. if, if they think that your your caution, like you're, we're going to open in stages, we're going to kind of keep things stripped down for a little while. Uh, they 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 are potentially the ones who will who will uh, cause some friction and maybe undermine that a little bit. Yeah, and that, that's a good point. And Enneagram fours are going to be like, you know, we're talking a lot about procedure, but we're not talking a lot about the soul. 
What about and we, I want to know. I want to know how this is hitting everybody emotionally, and I, you know, I want to make sure that people, you know, we're, you know, we're taking consideration everybody's different, you know, opinions and emotions and feelings about this. That's what's really important Dude, for us. Fours to- who also lean left politically, we're not going to see them for years. Dude, <laughs> Dude it's, it's going to be three oh, years no, before we see those. They're guys, just they're going to be putting out endless tweet threads about, uh, you know, mental health and anxiety and, right. you know, trauma yeah. and things. So, by the way, right. Enneagram 8 here rolling his eyes at everything you just said, Ronnie. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I we we know that as fours, we know that. But since this uh, is but since this is an auditory medium, I figured I would say it out loud so the listeners could hear my <laughs> eyes rolling. Yeah. yeah. And all you fours that are out there listening, I get it. You were already thinking that when Pipe was going through his spiel. We're all good with that. We get it. We're all good. And then uh, so Enneagram ones are going to be we just want to make sure we're not doing anything wrong. We're like the yeah. rule followers. As long as I mean, had, what's the governor been saying? Like, is everything cool with that? Um, are we abiding by, you know, the law of the land? Um, that, that'll be more of a of a one. You, you know, can- just kind of kind of uptight and paranoid and kind of scared. You can count on the ones to follow your reopening procedure. So like when you send the email and you're like, this is how we're going to do it with masks and different entrances and how people are going to sit. They're going to know it it on the way in. Like they're going to, they're out there with a tape measure, like, like measuring off six feet, you know, between seats. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, And twos and sixes, like twos will just be like, Man, I just want to do anything I can to help. How can I, you know, how, you know, how can I be a part of this process? Um, you know, I just want to make it is is enjoyable of a process for everybody that's coming in. If I can help alleviate anybody's fears, I just want to help them out. And then sixes are going to be kind of, kind of, kind of the people in the background that are a little suspicious about uh, everything. Not not really sure, but once they buy in, they're going to be the ones encouraging everybody. Hey, it's going to be okay. No, nobody's going to be you know, no, no, there's no harm here. We just got to, we just got to trust our, you know, once they're bought into the lead to the leadership, they're going to be, we just got to trust our leadership guys. We can do this. They're going to help like rally people together. But if they're not, if they're not bought in, um, and a six is going to go around and kind of stir the pot and say, yeah, I don't know. I mean, you really think, you really think they got this thing ready to go. They really set it up good enough. Dude, the six you know? is like, what about the, yeah, but what about the second wave of this? Absolutely. You know? Oh yeah. They're second wavers. Right? And like, hey, follow you guys. We're going to get a second wave. And, and a fair amount of suspicion of motives. Like, are we just reopening because giving is down? Like, what's absolutely what's behind this? <laughs> yeah. Six have the potential to ruin all the reopenings going on around the country right now. Not as yeah. much as fours <laughs> who lean left politically. Even more than that, pipe. Sorry. Well, you're not going to see oh, those goodness. people. <laughs> <laughs> That's An enneagram six is the greatest enemy of the church and of the world. <laughs> you just you just lost half your congregation because I think it's the most common number as well. It is. Really? I know. Oh, that's fascinating. It is. Yeah, it is. But um, I don't know. Did that help, boys? Was that a little Enneagram training right do, there for us? Maybe that's what you wanted. Do you feel that's good what? after kind of digging into the motivations and, and actions and souls of of the people of the church? Pipe, you know what's weird? I hadn't really thought of it in the way that you just laid it out. So I actually think it kind of was helpful because, I mean, we've done Enneagram training at Sub, and like I'm, it kind of gives me an idea of where some of these people are going to land. So that was really helpful. Baby, here's what Piper has done for you. He's given you – so every morning you get up, you, you 
brew up some craft coffee, grab a little scone, and do your quiet time. You've now had your Enneagram quiet time, too. I really have. I know. You know, because you spend a little time in the Word and a little time in the Enne every right. morning. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, that's too. the routine. I mean, yeah. the, Enne, the Enne is part of our new spiritual disciplines, for sure. Until I've, yeah, until I've kind of drunk deeply of the Enneagram, I don't feel like I can really work. start my day. Yeah, yeah. Well, boys, this has been... Uh, I don't know, I don't know what this has been. Yeah, dude, it's been it's been some half-hearted radio. I can this tell is going to be the one like pipe. I don't even know how you're going to describe this when you promo it next week. I mean, you, yeah, I don't dude, it's it's funny because it. sometimes when we go it's half-hearted, half-hearted for us in the past has meant like some really good spontaneous stuff. But I, I think this one was truly half-hearted. You know, I think we all three just kind of mailed this one in. Um, so that's what we, you can call it. It's just well, we had yeah, we had the best episode ever. So we, do we just call this like? The most mediocre episode ever. Didn't we already call one that? that we- <laughs> I don't know. Wait, you're asking me to remember what we've talked about on these things? I, I t- think we already had the most <laughs> mediocre. No, we had the worst episode ever. Is this just the most mediocre? Episode? Yeah, the like, most the middling. Worst episode, obviously. Yeah. But- Did you know what the problem is, though, is like, and this is a real thing. There's equal parts and nothing to talk about. And the only thing that's left to talk about is super polarizing politically. And we're all a little bit scared to go there, you know, obviously. Well, but um, and, and none of us – I mean I'm probably the most inclined to attack any politically polarizing thing with an opinion. But even mm-hmm. then, opinions and passion are not the same. Like we just don't care that much, I don't no, think. I don't think there's a deep amount of like vested passion. We don't care that much. Thing. And none of us know anything. And I, I think <laughs> because we're older, like we know that we don't know anything. So like I'm yeah. not going to go – I'm not going to go 100 and – 110 on some topic i know the problem with getting older is yeah you just realize how much you don't know i know that and that's yeah exactly it's sobering so i really i know so much less than you guys and it's not that i know less it's just that i know i know less wow well that's that needs to go on pastoral musings baby (laughs) yeah that's that's a a strong tweet for like the the pastor growing into himself it's like i know less than you not that i'm you know, not that I know less, but that I know that I know less, and then you maybe just probably a little homework. I want to see a, I want to see a Yoda tweet on that later. Yeah, no, it's coming. It'll come yeah, later. Yeah, just yeah. give me a minute. Just yeah. give me a minute. Yeah, hang on. Can you here. end this? I would, yeah. I would beg you to end this. <laughs> yeah. So, um, that's my job. Yeah, we've done, we've done what we always do on this podcast. Um, everybody, get the Dwell Bible app. Drink some Redbud City Coffee Roasters, and uh, until next time. The Happy Rant is brought to you by Resonate Recordings. If you go to ResonateRecordings.com, you can see the full range of services they offer. So if you're considering starting a podcast, they are the ones we recommend going with. Again, go to ResonateRecordings.com to see their prices, to connect with them and ask any questions, and to see what they can do to help you launch, edit, master, and improve your podcast. Again, go to ResonateRecordings.com to see what they can do to help you launch and improve your podcast. Feeling stressed? Let's take better care of you. I'm Bonnie Gray, the host of Breathe, the Stress Less Podcast. Subscribe at LifeAudio.com.